Hello. Welcome. It is Atomic Radio Hour. Epi- episode... I've already fucked it up. Episode something. Um, Who knows? <laughs> I am I am your host, Vince. And I'm your bedhead host, Olive. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. Hey. How are you doing, my friend? I'm... I'm up. As you can probably see if you're on YouTube, it's way brighter than it usually is when we record. It's because this is the morning time. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that in my... I can see my little my little window that there's actually yeah. light coming in. And there's just like a huge off. like blast of light coming from my window. Yeah, and it's changed my entire setup because usually I have to like l- set my lights behind my computer to be really mm. bright to compensate. But yeah. now it's actually like the natural light's kind of cute. My my uh, my room's always been dark, but just naturally. So I, I feel like the like only your way soul. You're- Yes, exactly. Uh, I feel like the only way you're going to notice that um, there is any ex- that we're filming at a different time is because of the way the light at my window is. But this is an atomic radio hour that we've recorded in the past for future reference, uh, in case something has happened uh, behind the curtain for you. We like to refer to these as burners. Not that they're anything less or um, not up to snuff of what we consider an episode of atomic radio hour it's just in case something comes up and we need a week Mm -hmm. then these like you're probably going to be hearing this while i'm on my orientation week it's probably in like mid-august or maybe like early september right now or Um, or because i'm in japan just have like crazy work in august like i'll just disappear you won't see anything of me yeah um, or like I said, I- I'll be away if the U.S. is even allowed to let people out of the country. Um, As but, it stands now, we're not doing so hot uh, on pandemic response. <laughs> I heard I heard Pennsylvania's moving back to yellow because apparently we're the only state that does. And this is I shouldn't even say this because yeah, by the time this comes colors? out, I don't know. <laughs> we're we're starting phase four today, actually. In really New York here, so that means. Um, there's things like uh, salons are going to be open with, like, special permissions. And, um, like, um, the DMV, I think, opens this phase. Oh, God. Uh, Sorry. You know, just in case you fucking needed that shit. I mean, there's a um, lot of there's a lot of people that didn't get their license. And a lot of people that yeah. their, their licenses expired or their tags expired. And it was just like, what do I do? And yeah. the cops, like, couldn't do anything. But that probably didn't stop them from beating somebody up for no reason. Um, yeah, because we know how America is. Yeah. Um, fuck 12. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. This being a burner episode, as we like to call it, uh, we thought, why not review a movie? And this is a movie which, of course, hold on. This is a movie that I've wanted to see for a very long time. This is a movie that inspired a quest line. One of the be- one of the better quest lines. Mm-hmm. If I can fix my fucking chair in Fallout 3. Uh, it is a movie called Them. I have the physical Blu-ray here. I actually bought a bunch of Blu-rays so we could review them. Uh, this is this being one of them. Uh, I'm going to read the back real quick, if that's cool. If you could, yeah. It says, man has split the atom and and ushered in a new era. But how could we have known? What the fuck? Dyslexia is a hell of a drug. But how Especially could, this early in the morning. <laughs> but how could he have known he would also create 
them. The landmark movie about giant radiation mutated ants boasts remarkable Oscar-nominated special effects. Them begins in New Mexico with a child wandering in shock, a ransacked general store, and a battered corpse full of enough formic acid to kill 20 men. It ends... It tells you the ending? It ends with an epic struggle in the 700-mile storm drains under Los Angeles, where the insect hordes are beaten thoroughly. Though they are spawned a generation of films about radioactive creatures, some approxim approximate the terror, but few have eloquated the artistry of them. Um, I really liked this movie. This there's a quote on the back that says by far the best of the fifty cycle of creature features. Uh, I was gonna ask you. We I normally start these off by asking you what did you think about it. Did you like the movie? I really like this movie. I um <laughs> I had it on uh, last night, so it's pretty fresh in my brain. Um, the, it was a little slow to get into. I will mm -hmm. say that. Um, I was like, all right, come on, show me the cool monsters or like, give me a little bit more. Yeah. You find like the footprint early on and I'm like, okay, we're getting a little bit further. Um, and once they actually like find the first, uh, ant of like the first them, I was mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Because I really was excited about the practical effects of, of them. And really? I, I really liked like the, the giant ant rigs. I think they were so cool. Um, the only thing is, I'm not sure if your version was like this, but the sound that they put in for them was basically made this unwatchable with headphones. Yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, you yeah. know, you know how my setup is at home. I have big. Yeah. I have, I think they're thirteen or fifteen inch speakers that mm -hmm. are behind me. They're they're actually for like DJing and like house parties and shit. And I have my TV, and you know me, I like Blu-rays and shit. Like I like to make yeah. sure I see everything. Um, you want to experience it as it was meant to be experienced. The sound they make is, I shit you not, fucking, uh, it sounds screech. like a Pennsylvania summer night. <laughs> it, it sounds like they took a microphone and fucking blasted the gain on a summer night in Pennsylvania right before it gets humid. Because the mm -hmm. one sound they kept using sounds like a bullfrog. Yeah, I, I remember that one. I was thinking more of, you know, all right, so you never like lived Hold in on. town. Pause. Stop. The okay. per you know where the baseball field is in town in the town yeah. we live in you know yeah. where the stream is yeah go there like I said it's like school just got out a couple weeks ago yeah it's kind of yeah, twilighty yeah and like you can smell reefer in the distance because the older kids are walking around puffing on a fucking a jazz cigarette Love like that. it's in the distance like and you're kind of walking past the baseball field. Yeah, and you can hear the bullfrogs. That's what the sound of this movie reminded me of. I kind of got that, but the other sound that I got from the creatures' sound for for them's sound, um, the saturations. You know, like when a car has like shitty like brakes, shitty and they just it's just like squeaking <laughs> horrifically. Yeah, yeah, like that as they're just like running down the street, like that, like sound of like that shrill shriek. Yeah, is the sound that they make, and I literally like I couldn't wear headphones because I was wearing headphones because I was watching it late at night. 
Um, and then I move to my, my speaker. Yeah. 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 It's fucking, but before we go into this, I want to say we are going to be talking, we are going to be spoiling the movie. It's from 54. So mm-hmm. it's how many years old? Oh, 70 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, um, and then I had to keep turning my speaker down because I didn't want to wake everyone else in the house with the shrill brake pad squeaking. <laughs> These bullfrog Even though I really ass enjoyed the movie, pad. I just like had to keep my, my hand on like the choke over here of my speaker. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. You didn't like it, no? No, there was just I I I watched the movie 6 times and every time I fell asleep. Jesus. I I liked it. I but I just like I said I thought it was kind of slow. Um the intro sucked. The first the like intro, the first half of it wasn't great. Yeah. But once it got into it I was like glued to it. Once like the monsters like became an apparent threat. Kind of. There's a few scenes where I'm like, this is fucking awesome and I want more of this. Like when they first <laughs> like, show the, the ants show up, when they show them show up and they're shooting at them, that's mm-hmm. really cool. When they go into the hive, that's really cool. Like the first time they find like the first hive and they just, there's, I shit you not, like two minutes straight of a guy just shooting a bazooka at the hole and it just goes between him shooting and the hole and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, like but two like straight of bazooking it, like, this, this hole, and oh my god, it was just so funny because it was just kind of like looping it, and oh my god, I I just I saw the age in the film. Yeah, and and some some of the see, it's not that I didn't like the movie; it's just I kind of felt like I fell asleep. I watched it six times, and I fell asleep every time, and I didn't watch it six times, like. Like, I woke up, rewound it. I would fall asleep and go, all right, I'll just pick up where I did another time. So I maybe watched the movie one and a half times total, but I restarted it at least three times to, like, try to watch it again. Uh, just before we started recording... I watched it while I was cleaning my room. So I watched it while I was cleaning my room, so I was like, okay, it's a little bit boring. I can start, like, folding my laundry. <laughs> yeah, but, like... I was so taken out of it by the end of it that I was, like, texting and, like, checking my phone during, like, the best part of the movie. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good, this part. Like, I just 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 before, I tried watching it last night before I had to go to work. Couldn't fucking watch it. Fell asleep. Uh, came home. Said, all right, I, I gotta finish this movie. Like, I have to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep during the fucking part where they're in L.A. Like, when I they're thought that trying was the best part. No, it is the best part, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I was like, oh, fuck, I have to rewind, like, 20 minutes of movie. Like, I just, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. Like, I don't want to come off that I didn't like it. It's just, there's some parts of it that are really, really interesting and really, really good and really had me hooked. And then (laughs) other parts, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what happened to the little girl? Like, she just shows up, and then she's gone. I don't remember ever giving an explanation about what happened to her. Yeah, um, well, before we continue, do you want to give, like, a brief, like, synopsis of the story points of it? Yeah, um, Like, so... Oh, I like, like the, the way it opens, store. to be honest. Um, yeah. I like the way that it opens because it's not just, like, like kids at makeout point. Like, it's not full-on 50s trope, but when they get more into the L.A. stuff, you can kind of see more what became 50s trope. Like, they show yeah. girls at the malt shop and, like... Butch with his main girl on makeout point, like listening to the radio, and they and the only time there was a black dude in the film is when he was shining shoes. I was like, this is fucking like this is the fifties in full swing, like yeah. But like, and they're talking with that transatlantic accent. See, uh, that's another thing. Like you can hear that they were doing it, but it was also the era of coming out of it. 
Yeah. And I feel like the message at the end of the movie, which we'll get to later, um, had been... Another movie came out in the same year, which we'll talk about when we get to the ending of the movie, that had a better way of describing the same message. So, um, but I'll get into a little bit of that later, but the thing is, the movie starts up, and I like the way it starts up, because it's not, like I said, kids, and it's not this, it's the people that are that have these reports of someone going missing or something going on is implied because they're two cops that are looking for something, and mm -hmm. you don't have to learn all of these, like, they're not, they, they, it's well written in the sense that it's like, oh, we don't have to make them kids or adults that are just dumb be like well maybe if we go to old man Carruthers's house or general store we can see if he knows any information you know what I mean it was like there's a report like, of there's a shake up at I forget the Gramps I think his name was Gramps Emmett or something at Gramps' uh, convenience store like they already had an idea of what was going on and it mm -hmm. was faster and, and but at the beginning the is also so real early what's up I like that they brought the scientists in early. Oh, he's to the best the character. Process. Yeah, I fuck. I fucked up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I normally like to do this whenever we do a movie review, and I totally forgot because I didn't take notes. Because, like I said, I just finished watching it. This yeah. is a mo this movie. Them. It is directed by Gordon Douglas, and it is written by Teddy Sherman. Uh, he did the screenplay, and Russell S. Hughes, Hughes did an adaptation. Uh, this movie also stars... Why is it done like this? Uh, James Whitmore as Dr. Ben Peterson. Dr. Harold Medford was played by Edmund Gwen. Uh, Joan Weldon played Dr. Patricia Medford, the second best character. James Arns... Arnes? Arnes is Robert Graham. Um, and I don't think anybody else really matters. Yeah. Um... A, a, a problem I had with this movie, too, is I don't know any of these characters' names. Neither do I. I only know the, the girl doctor. Because her name, because they made a big point to point out her name, and it's kind yeah. of that reveal of, like, oh, this is Pat. Oh, it's a woman. Oh, cool, Patricia. Like, yeah. um, that, and I like that name. Um, but I, I, the doctor, uh, Medford, is the best cool character. Yeah. He's the fucking best character in the movie. Uh, and I and I like how the movie never directly says ants until the ants show up. I do really, mm -hmm. really enjoy that. Um, They're like, ah, the general store was robbed. All the sugar cubes are taken. Yeah. And then it's like, um, but even when they say he's an, I, I don't think it's entomology, but it's, I think entomology is just bugs in general. Um, but she says, my father is one of the leading scientists in this field. And he's like, what's with all this science mumbo jumbo? Woman, shouldn't you be in the kitchen? Shouldn't you be pressing my shirt? It's 1954. Like, we're gonna, <laughs> we're the baby boomer generation. We're gonna buy all the houses and ruin it all for everybody. Like, just, it's <laughs> fucking, like, just, I, I was picturing more of that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm surprised no one once said to her, like, you're a woman and you'll do your womanly activities. Um, um, they were they were pretty progressive. Um, <laughs> if we're being honest, they were pretty progressive about their uh, their stance of women in STEM in this movie <laughs> for for the time. I I, I guess. Well, um, so they the, the these 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 officers, uh, which it starts in New Mexico, which I thought was neat because you don't really see yeah. a lot of things in new mexico uh it they get these reports at, at a band not an abandoned but like a previous nuclear test site where they tested the first atomic bomb on american soil was it at a the was it exactly that spot 
That's where the Dr. Medford said that the ants mutated. Huh. Because New Mexico is where they dropped the first A-bomb. Yeah. Um, which, so, all right, let me just do a quick summary. They're like, hey, some shit's going on. They go check it out. They call on the scientist. He's, he, there's a little girl who's in total shock. And then he gets this acid and, like, puts it under her nose like Mike Tyson in his glory days trying to use some smelling salts. And she's like, it's them, them. Uh, uh, and she's, like, yelling and shit. And then they're like, what the fuck is going on? They go back to the desert. They have these really cool, like, sci-fi goggles on. And yeah. then the ants start attacking. And they're just like, shoot, 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 shoot. And then the movie kind of starts opening up a little bit more. You find mm-hmm. out that there's other, there's a possibility that ants could have flown out. They try to uh, go to the main hive in New Mexico and close that off. And that scene is awesome where they're in that those seems tunnels. That awesome, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to fight them off. And they're like, and they, they got uh, flamethrowers and shit. And then they get to the egg chamber. Yeah, and there's nothing there but just larva. Yeah, and they already, like, scooted the nest. And yeah. they're like, oh, fuck. And then this part I thought was incredibly slow too. You ha- they try to figure out if they're not in New Mexico, where did they go? The part where they're on the ship. So there's like the, I liked the ship part. The ship. I wish there was more ship shit. There was um, they, more they ship exp- shit. <laughs> what kind of what kind of shit do you ship? Uh, there was I ship a, it. <laughs> there was um, uh, there was. The the female doctor Patricia, she says, who's the daughter of the head doctor, um, Medford. Uh, she's saying that like the the way the ship was, it was open and not ha- it didn't have a tarp on it, and it was docked in Santa Monica for so long, and that the queen would have saw that and said, okay, I'll lay eggs here, and then another ship came over and took it down, and they sunk the ship. So that queen's and that's where gone. One of the, yeah, because two queens escaped or three queens escaped the the nest in New Mexico. Yeah. And then you find out that there's these other queens that have landed in uh, the L.A. River, which I think is super neat because yeah, it's just this it's just a different idea of like, hey, look, they got to colonize somewhere. They're most likely going to colonize in a place like this in and, the dank underground of the city. Yeah, the and big then, city of what? In the big city. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love chief. the transatlantic accent. <laughs> okay, chief, we're going to find these ants, and then we're going to bring them home, and I'm going to tell my wife to have a steak on the table by 5.30. Now cut the science talk and say it in English. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, That's a the, real line from the movie. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, I can tell a lot of movies took inspiration from this. A lot of, I mean, Fall yeah, 3 I took inspiration from this. Yeah, I can see where the genre started. I can yeah. see how this is very much the beginning of the genre. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the beginning of of, of a genre, but I would say um, definitely one of the strongest contenders in the genre, mm-hmm. um, especially early on. Yeah, I mean, this is fifty four. The ants look great, and they have that charm to them that CG would never have. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if they remade them today. It would with like The Rock playing The Rock, like he does in every yeah. movie. He'd yeah. be like. Uh, giant ants, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> like it would just be like, all right, dude, I, I get it. You're the Rock. You're huge. Yeah. Like apparently, the Rock's like five foot nine. Like I'm taller than the Rock. The Rock could kick my ass, but he I'm must wear than clogs him. or something when he's on stage. He probably there's um there's a clause in a lot of actors' contracts that says like they can't be shorter than like any other person when on screen and shit. 
Yeah, it's like really like insecure. It's really, really insecure. Did yeah. you ever see that picture of the baseball player getting interviewed and he's like standing on a bucket so he could be like three inches taller than the reporter who's a female? And uh, oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. It's I think I want to say he played for uh, uh, the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's. I know that the team is blue. I want to say it's Canada. It's just one of those like, all right, dude, you're a fucking, you're a manlet who makes millions a year playing a fucking children's game. Like, yeah. One of the best tweets, we'll get back to me. One of the best tweets I ever saw was, I don't like when people are medium sized. Pick one. Be short or tall. <laughs> like, they have a choice. I, um, I kind of like being short. And you know what? I think I've gotten a little shorter recently. Have you really? Do you really think yeah. you have? I think I have by at least like an inch. Well, that's kind of the short and the long of it. Yeah. So I, I like the, the LA stuff, all the LA stuff. Good for me. The part with the lost kids and the dad that was probably eaten. I liked that part of it. Um, what do you think about the inclusion of that as like a story aspect? I was kind of like, where is this going? Cause um, they're like the kids they're missing. They're probably eaten. Let's just bomb the sewers. It, it kind of felt like, like baby bait a little bit. Um, yeah, because the kids show up and then I don't really remember what happened to them. <laughs> the kids acting is so funny. Oh no, dude! It's fucking fifty-four. <laughs> Those kids acting is not good. The one kid. Oh, so there's like two kids that are trapped in the sewers, and one of them is like pretending to cry, and the other one is stone faced. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> that. I was so out so of it at that point. Did you buy the a kids... copy of the movie? Did you buy a digital copy? Yeah, it was only nine bucks to buy digital on Amazon. Cool. Even though Can I, you... I hate. Uh, the Zon? The Zon, yeah. Um, I bought the fucking Blu-rays off of Amazon last year. So, yeah. I mean, who, I'm the, what's the lesser of two evils? At least I, ha- right. I don't have to go on the website again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's how out of the movie I was. I didn't watch any of the special features. You didn't watch any of the special features? I didn't watch you any of them. always watch the special features. Dude, I, I, I watch all the special features. I do fucking research what online and shit. <laughs> but I was just so, like... This is a movie that I would have liked a lot more if I was if I'd like Mystery Science 3000 it. Yeah. If I was with people, if I could sit around and be like, "Haha, look at that. Look at that ant. Look at that ant ass ant." See, like I feel like we would have had a, a great time if it was like you, me and some of the oh, the Kyle? atomic tabletop guys. Yeah. yeah. It would oh have my been God. a fun time. This is a you movie know that I could see Kyle loving. It's it's I fell asleep every time. Like even when I was just watching it now, because I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta get in contact with Olive. I gotta record. I got X, Y, Z to do." I was just like, "All right, let me just put it on." And I had, I'm sitting on my 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 bed, and I was like, "I'm not gonna lay down," because the first time I went to watch it, I laid down and just passed out. Mm-hmm. And this time, they're like entering the sub the subway. They're entering the sewer system in L.A. And I woke up and I went, "God damn it!" Like I didn't realize Man, I fell asleep. I time traveled again. Yeah, I liked, like I liked the um. When they went to the psychiatric psychiatric hospital. That was and cool. They were like, the dude who was like crazy. Yeah, and he's like, I swear, I saw these UFOs that were shaped like giant ants. And yeah. they're like, we believe you. We're going to get you out of this mental hospital, which was probably not the right call. <laughs> you think in general? Letting a man out of uh, the psychi- or the psychiatric ward of the hospital because he, was, he seemed crazy regardless of the ants. You think so? I didn't think he was. Yeah. Oh no, he's, he seemed kind of nutty. I, I, I at that point I kind of didn't like the main character. Okay, I want to just talk about something quick. Talking about these main characters. Yeah, the main There's characters the kind of suck. 
Yeah, there's the cop, and then there's the FBI dude. And the cop, you think, is going to be the main character, and then the FBI dude just kind of comes in, and he's just like, Hey, it's me, Rip Studley. I got a big chin, and I'm 6'4". Like, I know I always say this, and it's always shitty, but, like, it's probably because I'm 95, but this is, like, what my idea of what men look like. Like, It's because you're 95. Yeah, I mean, like, I said it when, when we reviewed uh, The Omega Man. Like, I kind of just Arr. picture men to be like, <laughs> Like, I just, my idea of what a man looks like is Charlton Heston. Like, he's not yeah. built, but he's not fat, and, like, it's a kind of weird middle ground. And He's, like, toned medium. Yeah, and I think, like, women in the 50s just genuinely were beautiful. I think that the... The fashion sense and the style was uh, was iconic yeah. at the time. There's a and dress that she that wears style. with a hat that I was like, "Ooh, yeah. girl, kill it! Like, look what you look like! Like, you're fucking, you're out here! Like, you're I, really I, I like out that. here!" Yeah, and like the hair, like the hairstyles and shit. Like, I really enjoy. We that. should bring back a a revival of that like hair era, that hera, if you would. <laughs> I don't have uh, hair. You don't have hair, but I do, and I want a cute if you get a like bob that. cut. Ooh, if you get a bob cut, I would <laughs> right not. Now be my upset. hair is kind of short for that. If you if you got yourself like a fifties housewife do, oh, I I should. It's a lot I think of work. You I don't feel like putting. I'd have to use curlers, and it'd be annoying. Yeah, but, it, but think about it like in the modern day sense. It's not the fifties. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go into one of those big beehive machines that, like, gave you radiation poisoning from fucking shaking, and you would yeah. sit there and read a fucking Cosmopolitan, like, and smoke cigarettes while pregnant. The 50s were wild. <laughs> the 50s were literally a wild wasteland. Like, if, if you look at the progression <laughs> of time, it's like, the 50s, cigarettes and martinis constantly. The 60s, we're just gonna smoke reefer till we die. And the then 70s, kill presidents. let's start doing acid and mushrooms. The 80s, coke, 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 coke. The 90s, heroin. Like, like what the fuck? And now... Like early two thousands bath salts, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? you know what's you know what's becoming really big. What's becoming really big? Uh, whippets. Oh, that's like they've always been around. No, I know, but that's going to be like the trend drug of twenty twenty, from what I understand. Um, yeah, dude, fucking. What's that tribe lyric, Daddy? Don't you know that things go in cycles, just like Bobby Brown's biting off a of Michael Ooh. from their best album. Low end They're theory from, from a pretty good album from their best album. It's a great low album. end theory off one of the greatest intro tracks, Excursions. Midnight Marauder is the better album. Personally, it's a fucking nine point eight, and low end is a low nine point theory 9. is like a nine point five, and then Midnight Marauders is a perfect ten. Because you really think rocks. so? This has nothing to do with the, the movie. Review. This has nothing to do with the movie, but we That's how do argue about this, this every single time. <laughs> every time that this comes up, we do argue about it. You probably, if you've been here for a while, you know that we argue yeah. about the best tribe album. You know that the best tribe album's low end. It's a fact. You it's know it's been Nightmare Marauders. I want to. It has a guide, a guide to bring you through the album. Yeah, but low ends, low ends got fucking. Um, low end is just like the first three tracks on low end are straight heat. And I'm not good yes. with names because normally I just put an album on and listen to it. So I'm sorry, but fucking low end is so good. Um, 
They use the Wilhelm scream three times in this movie. Did you count? Because I thought I heard it way more than that. <laughs> really? I picked up on it thrice. I thought I heard it like five or six times. Oh my god. I, I, it got to the point where I was like, all right, we get it. It's a stock sound. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, Wilhelm scream is older than that, even. No, I know. I know. Um, I think it started in like the 30s. Wow, that's almost the 40s. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about in regards to this motion picture? I would like to propose something. Okay. Um, if they were to, not necessarily remaster, but retell this story in a modern setting. Yes. Um, with like a modern uh, like screenplay of it, what would you think about that? Because I personally would really like to see a modern retelling of this. Like, imagine this being... Like, dealing with this problem with our modern solutions. All right. You want to hear what I think? You want to, you want to know? Because yeah. this, is, this is a Warner Brothers movie. So mm-hmm. Warner Brothers was, starting to, was trying to start the Dark Universe with the Mummy. So they tried redoing the Mummy, and they wanted to have a full-on, like, Mummy universe, like how Marvel has one. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if this is still happening, but we were supposed to get the remake. Not a remake, but a reimagining of Godzilla versus King Kong this year. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because when they they opened up the 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 Godzilla timeline, it was Skull Island. That Skull Island technically is part of the Godzilla, the American Godzilla universe. So Legendary, I think, owns the rights to making Godzilla movies in America with the help of Toho in Japan. So Godzilla came out in like 2014 or 20. I want to say 2014 with Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that movie's great. And then Skull Island came out, Kong Skull Island came out, and it takes place in the 60s. And it's oh, not like... Oh, that the in, one where they were, like, recording the movie the entire time with Jack Black? No, 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 That's the That's the Peter Jackson one that came out in, like, 04, 05. That's this the only King Kong that I've seen in recent years. Have you ever seen the older ones? The one... There's one. There's, there's one from, like, 30-something, and then there's one from, like, 50-something. Then I, I think, think there's I one, the one from... one from 50-something. I think there's one in the 80s, and then there's that one, and now there's this one. But this one is a different perspective where it's not from the 30s. I think John C. Riley is in it, too. And Samuel Jackson, like in the new one. But Oh, really? Um, at the end of, of that King Kong, um, my brother was super into Skull Island. He told me the end of it, they show references to King Ghidra from Godzilla. So then... The new oh, Godzilla cool. comes out, which is called King of the Monsters, and that's about uh, King Ghidra, Mothra, and Rodan. So, um, this year we were supposed to get we were supposed to get Godzilla vs. King Kong, and it was going to be Godzilla in this continent continuity and got and King Kong from the new continuity fighting each other. And there was a rumor that when because it's first it's Gojira. And then it's which is it's the first to come out Godzilla in November of twenty nineteen or twenty twenty November nineteenth. Oh, so it's November nineteenth. Yes, really, that was supposed to be my birthday. Uh, the doctors told my parents that's the day I would be born. I was born three days earlier. Um, um, so it was it was the first Godzilla, or is referred to as Gojira, which came out in Japan, and then the second one that came out was Godzilla Rides Again. And that's where Angiras is first introduced. And then it's Godzilla vs. King Kong. Now, there was a rumor that in Japan, Godzilla wins. And in America, King Kong wins the fight. Ooh. Like so, two different cuts? 
I, I'm not even sure. Like, every time I hear about it and, like, look it up, someone's like, it exists. And then I look it up again out of curiosity. Like, no, that doesn't exist. This is the winner. This happens. That would be I so think, cool. Yeah. So somebody – I remember hearing about it and they said that God, in this new movie, I think it's called King Kong vs. Godzilla or Godzilla vs. King Kong. Like It's, it's Godzilla vs. King Kong. Okay, awesome. There is a winner. I kind of feel like I know who the winner is going to be just because of the way I think Skull Island works in its own continuity that like, like from the thirties, the fifties, the eighties and the newest one from like Oh five is that the things on there, there are other Kongs. They're smaller. Uh, they're like baby Kongs. Like this is the king of the Kong. Kong. What? Sorry. Small Kong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby Kong, if you will. Um, and like there's dinosaurs and shit on Skull Island, but I'd put my money on on Godzilla any day of the week, but this King well, Kong Well, you're a Godzilla is, fan. Yes, but this this King Kong is apparently like if he's not like as tall as this one, he's a little shorter, but he's got fucking real meat on him. I could talk about giant monsters all day. That's the few things I did like about this movie is I do like giant monster movies. I know you do. And that's why and I like, thought you would really like this movie. So, okay, I just want to get to one... Oh, I didn't even answer your fucking question. I apologize. This is what I think the modern-day retelling of them would be. Uh, it would open up on the DMZ between North and South Korea, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be the leader of South Korea getting a a telegram or... Because I'm fucking 90, he would get a telegram. Uh, <laughs> not an email <laughs> or, like, a dude like, uh, President Man, we need to speak to you. Um he would show up and be like, hey, someone would be like, fucking South Korea or North Korea is doing it again. And then they'd be like, what happened? He'd be like, we flew drones over illegally and we saw this. And there's just out of a nuclear plant that's like melting down these giant 30 foot ants. They're bigger in this one. And they're Ooh. these giant thir- 30 foot ants. And all of a sudden you just hear, <laughs> and you can see like a few of them sprout wings and fucking fly off. And then it oh, cuts to shit. fucking real life New York City and it's the rock. Like, rush into his apartment as his wife's like this is why I'm leaving you Jeffrey and he's like oh please I could be a better dad I only spend all day in the gym I mean no I'm a fucking social worker but look how I look I'm fucking ripped like that makes total sense like he was in the fucking rampage movie and they're like oh this is a zoologist zoologists don't look like Dwayne the fucking rock Johnson zoologists look like Steve Irwin you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. That is the You know what? I was ready to retort, but that's honestly perfect. Like like and and here's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's like, "I'm a social worker. I work for fucking disenfranchised children, oh. and I love my kid, but I have such a hard time showing it, but I can show these kids that I can make a difference in their life, and my wife's leaving me because she sees my flaws." And I can then, make like, a difference in my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I work on my imperfections by trying to perfect my body. Oh, I'm an allegory for the modern day man. Oh my god. The person who wrote this did a fucking 18 month course at fucking some Canadian film school. Um, says the person who filmed one short film and never put it out there because they didn't like it. Um, <laughs> where am I going? So then like The Rock is like when he was in college he like dropped out of college but he was like his professor calls him and they're like Jeffrey we know that you have 
you were the brightest mind in entomology that this country has ever seen. And he's like, Doc, you know what that does to me. I can't go back. And it's like flashbacks of him drinking real heavy and like throwing the <laughs> bottle. And he's like, I don't give a fuck who you are, but spiders and shit. And then like, he's like, we need your expertise. And he's like, just when you, just when I think I'm out, you pull me right back in. And then like the subway so system much. in New York is getting fucking flooded with these giant ants. And he's like, Punching them and shooting them and shit or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's my modern also, day take of them. <laughs> Great. Thanks. I hate it. One thing I wanted to point <laughs> out about the movie is that in Fallout 3, yeah. uh, those uh, can breathe fire, but in uh, them, they don't breathe fire. In fact, they're uh, easily taken out by a flamethrower. I would say allergic. Allergic to fire? I think a lot of things are allergic to fire. Yeah. Uh, my skin. Yeah, uh, most houses mm-hmm. uh, and giant bugs. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's okay. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I enjoyed the cool parts, and I was like, "All right, whatever." I, I'm folding my laundry for the other parts. <laughs> yeah, especially the beginning. But what I what I what the end of the movie when they get to the one part of the, the sewer system and they see there's three queens or at least two queens and a male or something there, and the doctor, the best character of the movie, is like, "Oh, if we kill them, we'll have killed all of them." Um. He he says some line about how man entered the atomic age and we shouldn't be playing God and this and that and mm-hmm. it was something and, to that uh, that nature. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going like, oh wow, a movie came out in the same year and did this exact message twenty times better. Wait, what came out in the same year? Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah. Godzilla came out in fifty four. Right. Fifty four in uh, Japan, and it came out in. Uh, America ten years later. It came out nine years after the bomb was dropped. And the whole movie is the is an allegory for um, this is what happens when you play God. And because of radiation, shit mutated, and now we have Godzilla. And Godzilla is more or less an allegory for a nuke. It's an allegory for America. And mm-hmm. which is really fucking funny to me because now Godzilla the Godzilla is the Nash, the Japanese international ambassador Tourist, of tourism. Yeah. So yeah. it's like cuz like it's kind of gotten away from the message but at the same time it's like it just made me laugh that it was like, like a mascot. Yeah. Which is cool. Like I love Godzilla. I'll watch fucking giant monsters punch each other in the mouth and did you ever see the quarter mile <laughs> drop kick? Have you ever seen the quarter mile <laughs> drop kick? Bless you. Yes, I have. Oh my god! From I, I want to say, it's I think it's Godzilla vs Megalon, and Jet I'm Jaguar is. is there. What's that? I'm pretty sure it is. And he fucking like Jet Jaguar like grabs his arm <laughs> and he just fucking goes. Pa- he does like a 90 degree turn and goes fucking parallel <laughs> to the ground. It just moves. I know. Like, just, <laughs> like, like he uh, got railgunned. Yeah. And and when I'm watching this, a lot of this, I'm going like. I, my favorite Godzilla monster, like top three, is Mothra. Mothra. I knew and it was Mothra. She's my girl. And I'm watching this going like, oh yeah, Mothra. Like Mothra's way bigger than these ants, but I'm like, yeah, Mothra. And like, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of funny that the Japanese take on what happens when you play God is subtle and artistic, and it's it's slow, but it's it's. If you watch the original cut of Godzilla dubbed, uh. The best way to describe the movie is a fire. 
it's like, slow it burning, burning and smoldering, and then it gets massive. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it has. It doesn't just end with everything being wiped out. It ends with the oxygen diffuser, diffuser and whatnot. But this one is kind of like. And this is kind of funny, I think. This being the allegory for don't play God don't play God in America is a gun. And it's like, bang, this is interesting. Bang, this is interesting. Bang, this is interesting. Let me reload. These are the slow parts. Alright, bang, 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 bang. Let me reload. Bang, 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 bang. Alright, moves over. Don't play God. Like it just kinda like at the end I was like, I remember going, How much fucking longer is this? Like I just kinda got to a point where yeah. like they kill the cop. Mm-hmm. The cop character, I think his name was Ed. Um, he kind of gets like, taken uh, out. It's just <laughs> the the scene where he gets like. I, the one thing I wish that they had done, I wish that they were, because they made a point to point out that ants are violent and yeah, they and make I like war, that. and I like that. But the actual like monster ants, like the big ants, them. They weren't necessarily, like, that violent. They weren't, like, ripping people in half. They were just, like, kind of tossing them around. They they did rip the the dad who he took his kids to the fucking L.A. sewer to go fly planes. They ripped his arm off. Also... They did do that. I I don't want to be like, uh, but it is 54. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be like, well, it's fucking... It's old. It's 54. It's 54. You know what I mean? Um, just... I'm gonna hit you with some trivia. You ready? Hit me with some trivia. Walt Disney screened the movie just because he was interested in casting James Arnest as Davy Crockett. However, he was so impressed by Fred Fess Parker as the crazy Texan pilot, he chose him for the part. Huh. Uh, the flamethrower used in the movie were standard World War II weapons and were loaned by the U.S. Army. The actors handling the weapons were World War II combat veterans, wow, who would use them in wow. battle. I'm getting these off of IMDb. I'm just going to read a couple of them. Not a whole lot. So wait, lot. they literally burned all those monsters? I'm assuming that... What I'm going to guess they did is that they they built a couple of them and said, like, these are the ones we're burning, and they would put them out and then just reskin them or something. Because... Mm-hmm. I noticed you never saw more than three of them on screen at a time, and you only yeah. saw three at the end of the movie. So I'm yeah. guessing that they had the same ones and probably shot all of the the scenes where they weren't on fire first. Because even on the boat, there's only two of them that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, just my idea. That's, that's probably what ended up happening. Oh, actually, this is the next one. The viewer, <laughs> the viewer never sees more than three giant ants at any one time, and the... That is all that were constructed. Neato. Wow, I didn't even... Cool. Uh, in 1998, Joan Weldon revealed that the temperature reached 110 degrees, 43 degrees Celsius for our UK listeners, during filming, and she and Edmund Gwen uh, were wearing wool clothing. Oh my god. Gwen struggled Jeez. with... Advanced arthritis, although unnoticeable to the audience, he was in pain and was helped off the set by his valet. Wow. Jeez, wow. The, oh, so there's a thing in the beginning of it where um, there's a special kind of effect. And I, I, I might go into this. And I remember reading it briefly somewhere else where um, the beginning of the movie, it says them in red. And it's really cool mm. how it's like a stark contrast. Um, yeah. But the whole movie is in black and white. There's something mm. about it. It might say it in here. But the film was originally to be filmed in color. Two days before shooting began, a nervous studio 
a nervous studio cut the budget and the film had to be made in black and white. However, the opening title credits is shown with red against the black and white. I actually didn't notice that that was like, I, it didn't even like, like register that that was like really? that. Yeah. The sound the giant ants make as they approach their prey is a, is, is a recorded chorus of birds of bird voice tree frogs. Dude, how fucking good am I? Of the su- the southeast US, occasionally a gray tree frog can be heard on the soundtrack as well, as these species can often be heard together in the same wetland. These distinctive whistle-type sounds are reused in other films in the years that followed, particularly Mohawk in 1956 and The Black Scorpion of 1957. Hmm. The director uh, Gordon Douglas recalled that during the editing, I asked the editor, how does it look? And he said, fine. And I said, does it look honest? And he said, as honest as 12-foot ants can look. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. This is originally going to be shot in 3D. Some elements of the 3D effects, such as the ants having an extreme close-up of the flamethrower shooting straight into the camera, were used. Although the second eye print was filmed, it was never... St- it was never struck and likely destroyed later. Wow. Hmm. Let's do Just one imagine more. Imagine in someone's basement, there's another film of this. And it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is the last one we're going to do. A very young Leonard Nimoy appears as an army sergeant in the information center. Oh, neat. Oh, hold on. We'll do one more. When the movie was first released in Sweden, it was strangely named Spin... Oh, God, I'm going to say this wrong. Spindalaren? Which roughly translates to the spiders, which fucking... (laughs) Those aren't spiders. The first giant ant appears 28 minutes into the film. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was really a slow burn to get there. And this was mentioned... Oh, actually... What's up? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, this 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 movie was mentioned in it, and then the one underneath that is inspired a quest in the game Fallout Three from two thousand eight, titled "Those," in which the player must eliminate a colony of giant fire ants. I actually have a fun fact about this one too. Okay, so our intro music is Feather Duster. Oh fuck you! I'm not done. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna see if I can get you on it. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> There's. I want to read some of the Fallout notes on it. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Uh, behind the scenes, the quest was inspired by the 1954 sci-fi horror film Them, a story about an, uh, uh, an early New Mexico atomic test that, ca- that caused common ants to mutate into giant man-killing ones. Brian will occasionally... Uh, Brian Wilkes, the kid that you have to save in the quest, will make comments from inside of the Fallout shelter... One of those comments are, now I know what a TV dinner feels like, which is a reference to Die Hard, in, uh, mm-hmm. which Bruce Willis says the same line when he's crawling through a ventilation shaft. So that's really it. There's not much that is a reference other than the name from the quest in the game. Um, and what would you rate this movie? You know, you're fucking up giant ants. Yeah. There's also that. What would um, you rate the movie? Hmm, what would I rate this movie? Um... I would rate it two giant ants out of three. <laughs> At first, I'm going, why are you doing two out of something? And then I was like, three. And then I was like, oh, because of joke. Um, I would give this movie a 6.2. Out of? Out of 10. Okay, we're around the same marks then. I Yeah, 
Yeah. Because mine um, would technically be a 6.6 out of 10. It's not a bad movie. Oh, no. I think that it was definitely, like, a fun watch. If you want a really good slow burn to spook out uh, one of your friends, then go for it. I don't think it's exemplary, but I think it did establish some really fun tropes that we see in the Monster Mayhem movies uh, for years to come. Yeah, this is a movie that um, I feel like is a movie that if I ever have kids, I'm like, you guys want to watch a monster movie? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, we don't want to watch any of your fucking black and white shit, Dad. We have holograms <laughs> now. And I'm like, all right, all right kids, hold on. Let's, let's fucking, let's, let's watch some art. We can watch whatever schlock Disney's still making. They're doing hologram remakes of The Lion King. Let's watch some fucking art. When movies were pictures, and you went to the movie house, like... <laughs> You're just going to turn into a boomer. (laughs) I'm going to be like Carl from Up. Yeah, you're just going to be like... But without the want to go outside. (laughs) Um, That's that's about it. He never wanted to leave his house. His house left him. (laughs) First his wife and then his house. Uh, Today's intro music is not... Feather Duster, but it is done by Shane Ivers. And if you um, want to pick that up, you can get it at silvermansounds.com slash free music. If you'd like to follow the show, you can follow the show on our respective Twitters or the show's Twitter, which there will be links in the description below. There's a Discord, which you can join and have a conversation with other listeners of the show and us. Uh, and you can also find us on Redbubble, where you can buy a shirt or a sticker, a block, a clock, something to s- help support the show. And if you really, really like us and you really want to see us get bigger and stronger, you can find us on Patreon, which I believe is just patreon.com slash Atomic Radio Hour, where there's a bunch of perks and other fun stuff that you can help give towards there. Um, Olive. Yes. So, Anything else you'd like to say? We have some wonderful patrons that we'd have to thank. Um, at the time of recording, uh, these are the patrons that we have. So if you don't hear your name or you do hear your name and you shouldn't, that's why. So we have to thank the first on our list is Noah. Thank you, Noah. Then we have Gage Twice. Thank you, Gage Twice, once for the Discord and once for the Patreon. Next up is Jordan with a Y. Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. Then we got Danny. Thank you, Danny. And the wonderful Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you so much for being here, folks. I think that's everything. I think that's it. Um, I'm the going soundtrack to go... slaps. Soundtrack slaps. Sorry. Soundtrack does slap. I'm going to yes. go into my kitchen and kill every ant that I can find. Have fun. Get a, get a get a uh, a lighter and a fucking why do I have a box cutter? Get a lighter and a spray fucking can of hairspray and just yeah, just torch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. See Bye, you later. Everybody. Atomic Radio Hour. Podcast.